Hey y'all and welcome to the Woman Amidst podcast. I'm Katie Ray, your host, and we are so glad that you found us today. If you aren't familiar with us, we are a podcast and blog that was put together to tell powerful stories of amazing women. We know that so many of us are living in the middle of different seasons right now, whether that's seasons of challenge, of waiting, longing, or uncertainty. And we believe the best way to live isn't just to push through them to get the answer or the fix that we're looking for, but to find the contentment and joy in the process, which is what we're doing here. So today we are talking to Diana Hansen, who is a fitness enthusiast, writer, and Amazon best-selling author of the book To Kale and Back. Diana is a dear friend of mine and just had so much beautiful insight on the podcast for you guys today. We laughed a ton and I got to hear some of the highs and lows of her time living in Italy, which is where she is right now. Um, And then I also got to hear just the transition of her finding purpose in the last few years of a changing career and a lot of life transition. So Diana just has a ton of goodness to share with all of us today. So thanks for tuning in. Hey, Diana, and welcome to the Woman Amidst podcast. Uh, Let's start by telling everybody how we became friends. Oh, gosh. Wow. We could. I remember that day, I feel like. Um, But first of all, hello. I did too. It was a magical experience. (laughs) It really was. (laughs) Um, Thank you for having me. First of all, I'm very excited to do this with you guys. I love you and Haley so, so much. So, so happy to do this with you. But... Bringing it back to the day that we met each other. So I think that I walked into your house when Tyler was trying to show me the beauty of the military lifestyle and the on-base housing and stuff. And he was like, this is Nick and Katie Ray. And then we stayed for like three hours and talked the whole time. Yeah. I think it was three hours. For it real. really was. Yeah. So Diana and her, then you guys were just dating. We were. And you were and you're visiting Tyler in Columbus, Mississippi, which if you guys have listened to the podcast, you know that is where I got to spend a couple years of my life, which was beautiful. But Diana was visiting and she wanted to see military housing. So we got to give her a little tour and it was magic. I like remember you leaving and being like, Nick, Diana and I are good friends. And he was like, You guys just met. We just it's like knew. you don't understand. Yeah, we just knew. You don't understand, Nick. Oh, it was so good. Um, well, Diana, just thanks so much for being here. I mean, I know you said thanks as well, but seriously, Haley and I were so excited not to ha- not only to have you on the podcast, but to have you as our first podcast. Um, because like when we were thinking of the woman amidst, you were one of the first people that came to mind of obviously living in transition and doing it with strides and being like that person of purpose and joy in the midst of it. So, and like, it's not just been in one area. It's been in so many areas of you, how you constantly pursue that goal. Um, And then on top of it, your whole like business model in life is pretty much the woman amidst in like health form. It's like living a full life, no matter what season you're in or where you're at in life. So I'm really excited to dive in with you today. Thank you. It's going to be amazing. Yes. That was like the best compliment I've had. So thank you so much. I'm equally excited. Well, you're welcome. Um, So let's start by like just telling people who you are, um, where you live right now, who you're married to, like what's going on in your life. Wow, that is so many questions in one just because I'm like, where do I live right now? Um, So first of all, my name is Diana. I think we have said that a few times, but I am a holistic health 
well, see, there I go, because there's another transition, but I used to be a <laughs> holistic health coach, and now I am a holistic health, uh, health and lifestyle writer um, and author, so we'll get into why that was so hard for me to say, I'm sure, with the transition that I just went through in moving here, um, but I currently live in northern Italy, about an hour north of Venice, which when I say that, I'm still pinching myself, so... Tough life, I'm telling you. Yeah. So tough. Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of carbs up here, and it is wonderful. <laughs> the dream, living in Italy and eating carbs. Oh, the gelato, so the good. wine, drinking the carbs, eating the carbs, all of it. Yes, it's amazing. All of them. It's been awesome. Oh, so good. Yeah, I got to visit Diana like three, four... How many months? Ago? It was in February. It was, I don't know. How many months? Honestly, that, that feels ago like that ages ago now. And <laughs> But I'm so a lot glad of that life you came before since the then. world decided to just completely turn upside down. I'm pretty sure it was the week before. It, yeah, actually. it literally was. And part of me feels like we both contracted the you-know-what. But hey, here we are. <laughs> here we are. Yeah, guys, um, Diana and I both went to Florence because I was visiting her. And... Like we go out, we have the most magical night walking around Florence, and then the next morning we woke up and both of us have these terrible coughs. And like I spent really the rest of my trip like in their house in bed with a fever and a cough. So I mean, seems pretty clear. And then I like go home and the next week I see in the news like Northern Italy, like coronavirus pandemic, the whole like no like part of northern Italy shut down I was like oh, okay cool yeah, seriously um, my mom asking me like oh like how do you think you were sick was just a head cold and I was like um no yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to terrify yeah. you but <laughs> uh, hey good news to our listeners I am pregnant and most likely had COVID-19 and I'm fine and so is my baby so be encouraged no, that is not everyone's story, but we make light of it, but it is, it was a serious thing, but we are really thankful that we were okay. Gotta find the positives and everything. Gotta find it. Um, anyways, so let's, let's dive in a little bit more outside of just my trip to see you. <laughs> so what do you love most about living in Italy? Because let's be real, it is like a dream for so many people. So how has it actually been for you? Um, a dream, absolutely. But I think what I love the most is their culture is just so in the moment. And we are obviously not like that at all in America. It's very much so living slowly, enjoying whatever hour that you're in and making the most out of every day, but in a really like small way, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, just the pace of life over here is a really, really good change up. Um, for me, especially last year, I had such a crazy year and I feel like it's exactly what I needed. Not to mention, I just hopped on a train and went to the Amalfi Coast for the weekend. So that's not too bad either. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, guys, if you want to just like be filled with like a good type of jealousy, the type that says this could be me one day, go <laughs> look at Diana's Instagram from the weekend because it was absolutely epic and I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, this is a bucket list item has to be for me because it was so dreamy. Everything from the food you guys ate and the posts about it to what you drank to just like, I just can't imagine somewhere so beautiful yeah. and getting to live a couple hours from it. Yeah, it was unreal. The whole time I was like, babe, wait, hold on. 
we're in Amalfi right now. Like, that's insane. It was beautiful. Yeah, epic is a great word. (laughs) Epic is the perfect word. So I think that's an interesting point of you, like, transitioning into this beautiful this beautiful place and space that you're living in and having to slow down from the American like culture and almost this like identity that we put on ourselves that busyness is life that like striving and everything we do is life so like what was that adjustment like for you into that oh my gosh huge um maybe one of the biggest adjustments that I've ever had I think because I absolutely used to equate my worth to my accomplishments the, the things that I did in life really was how I thought I was like worth being worthy of being alive. Um, maybe that sounds crazy, but that's what I felt. And last, so last year I was, I made an entire six week online course for my coaching business. I was coaching for the company that I was certified through. I wrote a book. I had private clients. I had group clients. Like I was doing everything. I was the definition of a hustler. Um, and I did, I, (laughs) the female version of a hustler, as some would say, (laughs) I was like, wait, I hope you come in with that right now. (laughs) Um, yes, absolutely. But, um, yeah, that really ran my life. When I quit my previous job, I made the promise to myself that I would be successful in this endeavor on my own. So I kind of worked myself too hard sometimes, um, but that was my normal last year, even though I knew that it was, it, I couldn't, there's no way I could sustain that for the rest of my life. Um, so then coming here, um, uh, well, a big piece of that transition is that when you live here as a military spouse, you're actually not allowed to have a job unless you work for the base, which the base is only 20% um, employed by Americans and the other 80% is Italians. Mm-hmm. So in essence, it is very difficult to have a job if you are a military spouse here. And that dates back to like World War II, I believe. Um, so yeah, they wow. literally told me I can't do that anymore. And part of me was like, thank God. And the other part of me was like, wait, what? <laughs> I know. I feel like there is a part of me that would be really excited to be like, I can't work. Sorry, yeah. I have to just like live in Italy and drink wine. Um, but also when you're in the midst of such like a heightened career, where you are like you really hit your strides last year and to be able to have to stop that like momentum and trajectory and then find a new purpose um, I feel like it would just be a huge identity shift as one of like who am I now that I can't do these things even though like you are so good at putting like your priorities in the right place I think it's natural for anyone to kind of take a step back and go like whoa what does this mean about me if I can't be these things or fill my time in this way. Yeah, I really like the way you said that because that's exactly what happened is that my priorities did take a shift um, for for the better. And I think that when we move from this space to our next space, they're going to shift again and career is going to be much more important to me than um, it is now. And that's okay. And that's just what happens in life. I think we go through the seasons of life um, and that changes really, really drastically. And that's what's supposed to happen. So, yeah. Well, let's um, let's actually back up a little bit because I think an interesting part of your story isn't just the transition of like your last year into Italy, but it's actually the transition from the fact that you were a CPA and you quit an amazing job to pursue a dream. Yeah. 
which like so many people could hear that and be like, oh my gosh, I, I have a dream that I want to pursue, but like I could never do that. And that's like our initial response. So I'd love to hear what that what that was like for you in that process. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'll, I'll back up even a little bit more than that just to give some perspective of why I did that. Um, but yeah, I went into college having no idea what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to be some sort of business major, but I didn't quite know specifically what I wanted to do. And what ended up happening was I took some accounting classes and I was just really good at it. And not a lot of people are good at accounting. So I took that as a sign of, okay, if my friends are asking me to do their homework, maybe (laughs) this is something I should pursue. Um, And my dad is an accountant. So he really was excited that I was going that route. And I think part of that in my mind and in my parents' mind was job security um, mm-hmm. you know, kind of set for life unless you really screw things up. Um, so I went with it and throughout my college life, I went through a lot, um, personally, mentally, uh, emotionally. And I actually, this is an, kind of another story in itself, but I developed eating disorders when I was about a sophomore, um, in college And that really shifted my perspective on what's important to me, what my passions actually are. Um, Because in in working through that, I went through it all completely by myself. I didn't tell anybody about it till the very end. Um, Just a lot of emotional turmoil during that time. So Mm. I think because of that, when I came out on the other side, I developed a really, really strong passion for true wellness and true nutrition and working out um, in a way that makes your body see that you love it, not to look a certain way and, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So how did you get through that transition? I think that's worth noting because that, first of all, you're in college and that's like a That's a trying time period where there's a lot going on in your head and your mind. And then on top of that, you said you were going through that alone. So how did you get to the other side of that? Yeah, I'm glad you asked that. I actually talk a lot about that in the book that I wrote last year called To Kale and Back. Um, And that's really why I wrote that book in the first place is because I went to an all-girls school. I went to St. Mary's at Notre Dame. um, And it was everywhere. Like, Disordered eating tendencies are everywhere. I'm not going to make a blanket statement and say that so many people have eating disorders, but those tendencies um, are way too common, way too common. Hmm. And that, um, again, is what fueled my passion. So what helped me get through that on my own is, well, number one, I would say if anyone listening is going through that, do not do it by yourself because I think I extended my experience by years and years and years when I didn't have to. Mm. Um, But I really, really leaned on God. I prayed all the time just because I was way too self-righteous to actually admit that I had a problem and I needed help for a really long time. And I always had this mindset of, well, you know, when I get the perfect body, because I'm almost there, I'm going to stop and I will go out again and I'll get my friends back and I'll be normal again. And when I get the body, I'll do this. And 
on and on that story goes. Um, and I kind of just hit a breaking point so many times because I think people hear that and they're like, oh, I, I hit my breaking point. I'm pretty sure I had 5,000 breaking points. Yeah. <laughs> um, but a lot of that was actually social media. So I am a true believer mm-hmm. that social media is a great thing and can be used for so much good, just like the woman amidst. Um, but I was following some health and fitness accounts that previously they went through what I was currently going through and they would say things that I was like, wait, that's not normal. Like I'm not supposed to have food anxiety. I'm not supposed to not want to go out with my friends Mm -hmm. because I'm afraid of gaining fat. That's not normal. Like what? And that was a a big light bulb moment. One of them (laughs) for me, just that okay, well, I'm not the only one that's feeling this way. I'm not the only one that's going through this. This is not normal. I'm actually allowed to enjoy my life and be happy and be a healthy college girl. Um, So as my experience lengthened and a, a couple of years later, I really leaned on God. I prayed a ton. I read so many self-improvement books and honestly, I don't quite know how I made it out. What I love is you said you did alone, but even what you're doing now is you're using your social media platform to reach out to those girls who do feel alone, who do feel like I'm just waiting to get to the perfect body, even though that is what disordered eating is about because you never will get there because you never see yourself as good enough. And I love that you weren't actually alone in it and something like social media that can have so many negative qualities to it And like, there are people who are using it for so much good. And that's what you're doing now. So it's cool to see like, that was a huge way that God used those people on those platforms to reach you when your community around you couldn't, but there was a space where people could. Yeah, absolutely. And I ended up working with a few different coaches, um, like macro coaches, fitness coaches, things like that, that I think one on top of the other sort of helped me realize what was going on and what I truly needed. Um, So yeah, it definitely was um, a combination of all of the people on social media that I really looked up to. And maybe that is part of why I do what I do now, especially after the transition. Um, When I moved here, I'm still doing it. You know, I'm I'm not doing it for money. I'm doing it because I like it. Yeah. So at what point did that transition go from, okay, my life has been radically changed by health and fitness into fully and truly living. And now I want to make this a career. Yeah. So I actually, when I was going into my senior year of college, I interned with the accounting firm that I worked for. And I actually had a job going into my senior year, which was around the time that I was like, kind of figuring all my shit out, if that makes sense. So I think when I was a senior, if I could have gone back and majored in dietetics or something along along those lines, I totally would have. But that meant another four years of school. And I didn't want to do that. I already had a job. It just didn't make sense. And I really did like accounting. I am one of those weirdos that thought it was fun. So... (laughs) It wasn't yeah, that's too bad not me, me, but I'm so I'm yeah. so proud of you for liking it. We need people like you in the world. Keep it up. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I started my job and I ultimately thought that I would end up working for a wellness company of some sort, whether it's nutrition, fitness, holistic health, whatever it might be. 
in their accounting department, but for someone um, who spread it or spread the word of what my passion really was. So in the process of looking for a degree, either in nutrition, dietetics, something along those lines, I ended up finding um, the Health Coach Institute, which I immediately fell in love. I'm pretty sure I enrolled within like four days and I ended up getting three different certifications from that institute and I studied on the weekends. I would wake up at 6 a.m. study before work. I would come home after a 10, 12 hour day. Um, Those were my lighter days (laughs) and I would do it after that and it got to a point where I was like, okay, if I'm willing to stay up till midnight when I would usually choose to get in bed at eight o'clock, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, not the thing that I'm doing during the day and through that period of just really loving what I was learning. I am very, very lucky that I have incredibly supportive parents. And I told my mom that I wanted to be a health coach and that I thought I could make it. And I am pretty good at social media. I like it. That's how I could market myself. I'll network all around. I lived in Orlando at the time, huge city. Um, It really felt like everything was on my side. So my mom was incredibly supportive of me. Um, and then it came time that I had to tell my dad what I wanted to do. And like I said, my dad was incredibly happy that I followed in his footsteps. He loved talking accounting with me because we would talk technical and I knew what he was talking about and I could like hold a conversation with him. Obviously it's what I did and he just loved it. But when I told him what I wanted to do, mind you, I'm like shaking and sweating because I'm the last, (laughs) the last thing I want to do in my life is disappoint them or anything along those lines. And he immediately said, that sounds great. I mean, when I was your age, I started my own business too. So why would I tell you, you can't do that? And I was like, oh, (laughs) whoa. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what like refreshing words to have parents like speak into you and support. Absolutely. And I know that not everyone has that. And I think that I am just so blessed that I do have that. That was a major, I think that that is such a big part of who I am, just their support. I really do believe that I can do anything. And I know not everyone has that sort of um, commentary in the background of their everyday life. So I'm very, very grateful for that. Um, But yeah, so I pretty much, I think maybe a few weeks later, I told my manager that I wanted to quit and he looked jaw to the floor, Hmm. like absolutely so angry, but then like realized what he looked like in his facial expressions and was like, wait a minute, but where are you going? What do you want to do? And I told him what I was doing and they were all incredibly supportive, took my business cards when I got them and spread the word and follow me and listen to me and are still very, very supportive. So I'm lucky. (laughs) Yeah. Just once again, I just kept thinking while you were talking about that of like the Psalms where it talks about like, I'm going to butcher, I'm going to butcher this, but pretty much the essence of it is like kind words are like honeycomb to the soul or like the cheerful words, like lift someone's Mm -hmm. heart. You know, there's like all those Psalms about that. And I think about how when somebody comes beside you and lifts you up, even if they don't understand or they don't, like it's not their passion or their purpose, like how much power we have in our words 
Because that really like almost like pushed yeah. you in that trajectory even further. You would have done it either way. But to have the people around you support you and be like, I'm here for you. You can do this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's huge. And I love what you're saying because I also think that the words that you say in your own mind to yourself are just as important, if not more important, because I truly believe that if they weren't that supportive, I eventually would have known that this is what God created me to do, not that. And I'm going to follow him, not what other people want from me. Mm. And that takes a ton of strength. And I don't think I would have done it as quickly as I did, but I would hope that I would have listened to my own thoughts and followed through on it anyway. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. Like not everyone is always going to speak into our lives, but hearing him and, and who we listen to in our own minds first. Oh, that's so good. Um, so, you know, okay, let's talk a little bit then like moving into your career. You quit working for the CPA firm. You started your own health coaching business. And then it led you to this last year of writing a book, having this really beautiful influence and platform on Instagram and on other social media sites. I'm pretty sure you're on TikTok now. I sure am. <laughs> Everybody find to Kaylin Pack or Diana. I don't yeah. know. What's your name on TikTok? It's Diana.Hanson, which okay. I might be heard it here first, might change my Instagram handle again to that. Whoa. <laughs> Everybody watch out. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like you, you got to this place where you really were like in your stride in your career. So what, what did that journey look like for you? Yeah. So as soon as I left my job, I went so hard into doing everything I could to get my first client. And that was one of the reasons I really liked the place that I was certified is because they had a business branch of their institute as well that gives you every possible, maybe I won't say that, say that, but so many different outlets of how to start your business. And there really are a ton of different ways to be a health coach and figuring out what your way is, what you really want to do, um, takes a lot of time and trial and error. And I had a very long time of trial and error. Um, I sort of started when I was working for the accounting firm already. Maybe I shouldn't say that, but I did. And I probably took about five, six months to get my first client. Um, but when I did, I went from zero to eight in one month, which if anyone is a health coach, you get paid pretty well because you work very one-on-one -on -one with them. So um, yeah, I was really proud of that. And that took me so many different, from calling gyms, trying to do workshops. I worked um, alongside Orange Theory Fitness in Orlando. I was trying to get speaking engagements. I was, oh my gosh, all, all the things. So it was a <laughs> lot of hustle in that way um, in the beginning. And then I really found my stride. I had some private clients that I worked with for a while. I made an online course. So I made the course last year, actually. But that takes a really long time to actually create and put out there. So that was a long time coming. Um, and then, like I said, I got hired by the institute that I was certified by to coach their students. So I did that. And then I wrote the book as well. So I actually, my book anniversary is tomorrow. I will Wow, like... happy book anniversary. 
Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, so last year, June 25th, my book came out, and I was an Amazon bestseller in three different categories, which and is the amazing. number one new release in one of those, which was like my dream come true. Um, so yeah, I think that I really did accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. Um, in saying that, like I said, I was the hustler, so I think that what I was doing wasn't sustainable. So I would have had to figure that out, but it was sort of like the universe being like, stop it. Like you will not act like this anymore. I'm throwing you into this country where they won't let you work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking about all of these endeavors and you keep, you know, you talk about the trial and error of like pursuing your dreams. How, how did you push past the error points right it's always easy on a day where you have like the great things happen or the successes like when you figure out how to work a podcast you're like (laughs) yes I can do this forever but how did you push through those points you know in this journey where it wasn't the best-selling book or it was it was like those days where you weren't getting the followers or where you got declined from a person like how did you push past that Yeah, so something they teach um, in the program, one of the programs that I did is they say failure isn't failure, it's only feedback. And I lived by that quote because when you work for yourself and you work by yourself and you're putting yourself out there, you get rejected almost daily if you're doing it correctly. Um, (laughs) I love that. If you're doing it correctly, you will be rejected daily. Good. Yes. (laughs) It's true. Um, It's really true. If you want to be successful in that way, it doesn't just happen. And it like, you don't just do it a couple of times and it works. Um, I wish that that was true. But so I, I lived by that mantra really. And I also hired coaches for myself. So I, I hired a couple of business coaches um, and that helped me a lot as well. And the major piece that I worked on with my first coach was the mindset of it because you can either let failure break you down and stop you from doing what you really want to do or you can see it as feedback. You can continue talking to God and know that he has your back and he has a plan for you and he's letting you figure it out and this is what you're meant to do so keep on going um yeah i think i also have a very tenacious personality so it, maybe that's on my side yeah i think it is too um i love this uh verse i'm reading through the bible right now so like all these verses are just like much more in my brain than normal, which is good. It's how it should be, right? But there's this verse that talks about like some trust in chariots and horses, but I trust in the name of the Lord. And that's been really huge for me thinking about failure with the woman amidst because if I put all of my stock in how in my own efforts or in the chariots and horses of like the things that are getting me through, the things that are like I'm actually riding on to get to my goal, right? Whether it's the for us, it's our podcast or our blog or those we're connecting with or for you, it's the book, it's your coaching business. Like we would be set up for disappointment because there are always going to be letdowns and failures and our paths are going to change. But when we trust in the Lord and who he made us to be, even like the tenacious personalities that we have, or like we look at our God-given talents and giftings, what he set us up with, and we put our trust in that over like the things that are getting us through. I think we, it's much more, it is sustainable. It's scriptural. So we know it is, but it's also like, that is the way to get 
through those failures and those errors, just like you're talking through is like just knowing when you wake up in the morning where you're putting your trust. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, another thing that I did during that time was I read a ton from really successful people and they all had the same sort of background story in that their spirituality spirituality was incredibly strong. And I think mm-hmm. that, again, like you just said, that is the major component of it. And when you have that spirituality and strength to lean on when it does get really hard, that's what helps you carry through. And a big um, sort mm-hmm. of theme in entrepreneurship that a lot of successful people say is that people who are successful are the ones that don't quit. So when you have that strong thing to lean on, you won't quit. And the two kind of go hand in hand. So yeah, yeah, that's great, man. So good. Okay. So, you know, I know you mentioned that you weren't allowed to have a job coming to Italy. I think it'd be great for people to hear a little bit of background of that side of your life of how you even got to Italy. um, And I think how that is shaping who you are and what you're doing right now. Yeah, the how I got to Italy was one of the most stressful days of my life. Oh my goodness gracious. I'm sweating just thinking about it. Um, But yeah, so my husband is in the Air Force and we were getting our assignments to go to our next base and we were just at a training base, which if anyone is in that um, community, we were at B course for the F-16. Um, if you don't know what that means, that's okay. And we, what happens is you get a list of available bases that need new lieutenants to come in, new wingmen to come in. So we got our list and there were three Aviano Italy spots and we wanted one so, so badly. And our sweet, lovely, love them so much husbands decided that the way they were going to figure that out is they were all going to roll a dice because, you know, put your life in a dice. (laughs) Can you imagine being like, like, okay, sorry for everybody who's not in the military, but we call it the civilian world, but being in the civilian world, like this is so foreign to us now. We're like, you're trying to decide what job to take. And your husband's like, hey, I'm going to roll a dice with some friends and like just see where it goes. And that's what we'll do. Like yeah, and that is that is how it works, which is mind boggling. So insane. And like another level of that is that three out of the 14 places were in America. The rest were in Japan, Korea, Germany, and Italy. So it's not just like, hey, we're moving to Ohio or Indiana. It's like, is it a 24-hour plane ride? Is it a nine-hour plane ride? Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, crazy. <laughs> um, so many, I feel like I'm so immune to some of these crazy things that are happening I know. right now because I'm like, ah, eh, I know. Happens all the time. <laughs> really, though, this is this kind of is like the military spouse life. It's like we don't know what our futures are. They're not in our hands. Yeah. You, you move to a new place. You know how many friends you're just like staying at home all the time. You're like, oh, this is like actually pretty normal for me to quarantine all, all the time because like, yeah. I've lived in five places in five years and yes. don't have anything to do. So like oh. I can't go to Target. But let's be real. <laughs> when was the last time you lived near Target? So, um, Literally two and a half years ago now. So yeah. I don't feel bad for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. There was a meme rolling around that was like, oh, you had to cancel your travel plans the day you were supposed to leave. You don't know when you can go again. You don't know what's going on next week. Welcome to my life. (laughs) Yeah. I think I read one that said, welcome to hell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which, 
we do feel for you out there, those of you who this is a new life to, because it is not easy, but it is just crazy how the military life kind of sets you up for that. Like, it kind of strips this natural sense of, like, purpose and drive that you want to have where you get to control your next steps or even if there's a job move that you have. And I mean, I didn't get married to my husband until I was 27. So I spent a long time just like on my own. And I had, I love change and I got to control the change that I had. But then to have that taken, taken out of your hands, you cannot control your change. Your change is going to be controlled for you. And then on top of it, You don't really know if it's even going to pan out, like your assignment could change at the last minute. And then on top of that, they come in and tell you, you can't work. Like, not only is your location going to change and your lifestyle and the language that people are speaking around you, but now you can't even pursue what you love to that full degree. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that it was... It was crazy to say the least. Um, and I actually, Haley and I went through that together. Our husbands rolled the die together and it ended up being that it was either her or I that was going to go to Korea. And I think we both feel that God has a plan for everyone. And I think that God is figuring or Mm -hmm. showing us both of our plans right now. Um, but yeah, so I got the phone call from my husband and actually while we're on that note, it was crazy because we were so excited that we got Italy, but we were so sad that we weren't going with our friends. And mm. it, yeah, it was, it was a emotional day for sure. My heart rate told me that I was at 120 while sitting there waiting for my husband to call <laughs> me to let me know where we're moving in two months. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, yeah, it was nuts. But And so what we a made, weird place to be like excited for your, excited for yourself, but also sad to not be with your friends. And that's always like that bittersweet emotion of moving yeah absolutely and it's I I missed my friend's bachelorette party because I was like I am finding out where I'm moving in what part of the world and I'm sorry but I'm just not going to be present there when this is going on and I either need to be happy with my husband or I need to be sad with my husband and it's something that we need to go through together um yeah there's so many things that we have tough skin you know in this lifestyle But, (laughs) but Yeah, so I actually, when we rolled for Aviano, I knew the um, career limitations. There's a whole law about it, and it, uh, if you dig in enough, there are certain things that I am allowed to do that I still do, but it's at a very small scale. So um, I took it as whatever we get, that's exactly where I'm supposed to be, and I'm going to live fully in that place. And I took it as my time right now is to get really, really, really clear on what are my next steps, next steps. Who am I? Like what, what is the ultimate thing that I want to spread to the world? And I think that I have always known that, but in moving here and I mean, like I said earlier, there's carbs everywhere (laughs) around me. I am still 1000% so passionate about wellness and nutrition and fitness and all of that, but I'm even more passionate about living a really fulfilled life and living in abundance in every aspect and just finding your happiness. For me, I think that when you find the healthiest version of yourself, that's when you become the happiest version of yourself, the most confident, the most willing to go after your dreams and all of these things. But I think that in moving here, it helped me really realize that if you're not happy on a Tuesday during quarantine, doing the laundry, maybe not during quarantine, but (laughs) yeah, 
Um, just in everyday life, in yourself and in your own skin, then nothing's going to be good enough for you. And I think that that's why in college when I was like, oh, well, and I just lose 10 more pounds or I just get abs or I just do this, whatever, was never good enough because I wasn't actually happy as a person. And now I am getting clearer and clearer on the fact that I want to spread inspiration that life is meant to be lived and life is a gift. Every single day is a gift. Whether you are in the Amalfi Coast on a weekend trip or you are in the middle of New Mexico an hour away from absolutely anything, um, you, you need to create a space in your life to actually be happy regardless of what's going on outside of your life. And that is really my main I don't want to say message, but maybe passion and what I I focus on the most right now. Yeah. Um, so how did you refocus that when you got to Italy and so much of how you filled your days changed and your then the honestly COVID nineteen happened. So even like getting to pursue the travels or getting to go out with friends or kind of the joys of not having a job, let's be real, like getting to go do what you want to do, was stripped from you. How how in the midst of that did you find purpose and identity and that like joy and the like full living? Yeah, I love that. Well, when we got Italy, I thought that my little shift moving forward would be the travel and would be immersing myself in all these different cultures and seeing how these people are happy. Like what I was talking about earlier, just the slowness of life here and being really present in every day. That's what makes these people here so happy. And that is what I wanted to share with the travels and all of that. And then Corona came barging on in and told me I couldn't even go outside. So there's that. (laughs) Um, But the way that my priorities shifted, like we were talking about earlier, is just that I think that I began Mm -hmm. to see value in myself outside of my accomplishment in a way that I hadn't before. Because even though I couldn't earn an income to a certain extent, I was still working to accomplish things and put things out there to you know what I mean like I was still associating my value with what I was giving to the Mm -hmm. world which is fine but that you shouldn't find all of your value in that it has to be balanced we need balance in all areas and a big shift for me here was just realizing that If all I did today was make sure that my house was really clean and I had a really nice dinner um, for when my husband came home and, you know, sort of living the housewife life, which I do enjoy, that is enough. And that's okay to do that. I think that especially just with the career that our husbands have, um, part of our purpose right now is making sure that they're happy and maybe some feminists might not agree with me and I I am a feminist I think I can do anything that you can do and I have proven it before but I also think that in a job like that they need our support and yeah that's what I'm here for you know yeah there's a beauty in like the balance I think that sometimes uh the cultures like drive towards feminist ideals which are really, really beautiful, miss 
Um, I'm reading this book right now that like talks a lot about this actually um, within childbirth since I'm about to have a baby. I'm like reading about this in the fourth trimester and how sometimes our pursuit to be have like some of the more masculine qualities of like individual or like uh, success achievement. We miss out on the intuitive emotional side that's able to rest and be that the feminine quality brings. Um, And it's like it's knowing what season you're in. Like there are going to be seasons where we can and are fully able to chase after maybe some of those more traditionally masculine ideal ideals of achievement, success. But then there are seasons too that doesn't diminish the beautiful, intuitive, emotional supporter side of the feminine ideals that we can also have. And it's the beauty that you're, you're, you've been able to hold those in tandem. And I love that when we talked a few weeks ago, you were telling me that, that like finding this new purpose and supporting your husband doesn't diminish who you are at all. It's just another aspect of who you are in your life outside of this also successful, achieving, career-driven, amazing, tenacious woman that you are. You also can be, you don't have to be one or the other. You can also be the wife who supports her husband and cares for him. And in this season has a little bit margin to do so, a little bit more margin to do so. I think that what was special about this season for me, and that was my first time letting myself believe that and Mm. letting myself value that. And I don't think that that's all I'm good for, but it it was kind of like a way of letting me dip my toes in and see what that feels like and allowing myself to be Mm. like, it's okay. Like this is is a really important thing too. Creating a happy family is very important. That's how we spread kindness through the world. That's how we spread values and morals throughout the world is creating them at home first. So I think that was my first time allowing myself to see like I am a valuable person on my own I don't need other things to make me valuable Mm. yeah that's so good wow (sighs) beautiful stuff um so I would say what uh, like I've I rave so much about your positivity and that is who you are what have been some unexpected struggles in this time period or things you've had to wrestle through Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, there's a lot, honestly. Um, I think the biggest thing that I'm struggling with right now, and I, it's very specific to what's going on in the world right now, is just that I, my godson was born in April and I'm supposed to go baptize him in August, but as of now, I'm not allowed to come to America. So <laughs> um, that makes things difficult. And just really being out of control of these moments where I'm also supposed to be my best friend's wedding the week after that. And it's really difficult for me to wrap my head around the fact that outside sources might tell me I'm not allowed to do that. Um, Hmm. Being international travel is not allowed in America right now. So if I come back, I might not be able to come back here. And we all know how volatile the military world is. And I don't want to miss anything. I don't want to not see my husband for a year. You know, I just don't want to do that. Um, so it's, I think that is, has been a major struggle for me in just all of the Corona nonsense as of late, but there, there are things also just moving here. I love it here. Don't get me wrong. Wouldn't trade it for the world, but they're like, have you ever heard of a squatty potty, Katie Ray? Oh, 
I've heard of a squatty potty and I've used many squatty potties. It is a fun experience. Oh, let me tell you, they're so advanced here in some ways and so not advanced in said squatty potty ways that <laughs> like you just you go out to dinner and you don't know what you're going to get. So just don't drink too much because you might get you dirty. might have to use the squatty potty. <laughs> Yeah, and, that's yeah, real. This, see, this is my just my personality. I make light <laughs> of everything. But there are things here that are just so weird. Like there's a really, this is a small example, but there's a really um, big, busy traffic light that is, I don't know, three miles away from my house that we all drive on every single day. And it has been out for three weeks. Would that happen in America? Not three hours. It's been out yeah. for three weeks. And wow. they drive like nuts here they scare the bejesus out of me no passing lane doesn't matter only two lanes i'm gonna put three cars in it yeah it's nuts so um there's just a lot of things like that too but i think that that is um can be turned into a blessing here i am making everything a positive but it's just learning other cultures and learning that your way of life is not the only way of life is hard at first but it's also really cool yeah Yeah, it's really cool. And I think it's cool that like what you're saying is like, I think it's okay for us to hold in tandem the fact that there can be frustrating parts to living there or disappointments to what's going on. And you can still be unbelievably thankful and grateful. Like just because you acknowledge the hard, which is what you're doing, doesn't diminish the fact that you also acknowledge the good. And we can have multiple types of emotions at once. And we're humans, so we should. So, yeah, which is beautiful to watch you express and live through all of those. Yeah, I think that all of the emotions have happened in the past few months, and that's okay. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, this is the Woman Amidst podcast, and they, and like, this is why we wanted to have you on it because you are to a T living in the midst of so much right now. Um, I think we all are identifying with it in 2020 alone because this year has been just like, I I mean, there, there just aren't words for it. It's been a crazy year. Um, but at the same time, you add on top of it, the military lifestyle coming out of this amazing like year of a career to like not just oh, what do I do now that my book's published? But like, what do I do now that I can't even pursue a lot of the things that I could keep momentum going with? Or there's just so much. So we're really thankful for you and the way that you were able to speak into it and be vulnerable and real with us today. Yeah, of course. I think it's a, there's a lot of what we talked about today that I don't talk about very much just because I am a very um, pick the positive sort of person. And I like that we went there because I think that a lot of people um, need that and need to hear that and maybe aren't experiencing it in the exact same way, but in a similar way. So especially to those military women who are very career driven, like myself, sometimes things need to shift and there's always a purpose for you. Um, you just have to listen for it. Yeah. And what would you say to the woman who's listening to this, who, whether military or not is like in that season of waiting, to get through the quarantine or to get through to living her dream or to get through to whatever it is? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, first of all, 
it's only temporary. This period that seems really, really hard is only temporary. And that season of not knowing is going to end soon. And you will know and you will find your stride and um, know your pathway. And also just to lean on God. If you believe in God, lean on the universe, whatever you believe in. That spirituality is so important because I I truly believe that that's where we find what our purpose actually is and where we see what our next steps are to pursue that. So really lean into your spirituality. And yeah, like I said, it it's only temporary and the good will come again. Yeah, that's great. And we love to end the podcast with a question which all of our listeners will hear lots of. What are three things that you just love in life right now? Oh, wow. Okay. I have a lot right now. Um, That's great. (laughs) Number one, um, traveling throughout Italy, telling that or having people tell me that I'm not allowed to leave Italy and being like, oh, darn. Poor me. I guess I'll have to stay here. <laughs> yeah. Shoot. <laughs> I'm very, very grateful to be able to do that. Now things are um, opening up. Uh, the people here are healing and doing a lot better. Um, that would be my number one. My number two is FaceTime to see my godson who's growing up so fast and my niece who is literally growing like a weed um, and my family that and you right here. I know it's <laughs> and so my friends, great, obviously. Um, and what's the last one? Um, the sun and summer. I'm a beach girl. Yeah, always makes me happy. I know you spent your whole weekend in a bathing suit on the Ugh. coast of Italy. Who so am dream. I? Who, who are you? Seriously, <laughs> dreams. Um, awesome. Well, Diana, thanks so much for coming on today again. Once again, um, for those of you who listened, Diana has so much to offer you. Her Instagram handle is Kaylin Back, and that is also the name of her book on Amazon, which is amazing and life-changing, and I believe you all will get so much out of it. So head to Amazon and order, and we will link all of these things um, through our podcast after this if you go to and want to like be directed and where to go. So thanks so much for coming on, Diana. We love you and are unbelievably thankful for you. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm unbelievable. Th- un- <laughs> it's the end of the podcast all the words are starting to jumble i'm more of a writer not a speaker so <laughs> um unbelievably thankful for you too as well thank you so much Hey everyone, Haley here. Thanks so much for tuning into this chat with Diana and Katie Ray. You can find more inspiration and encouragement from Diana on her website at www.dianamatuzak.com. Next Monday, July 6th, our friend Jen Lowell is going to be talking about her personal journey with infertility and embryo adoption and how it led her to her sweet baby boy. It's going to be so good, so be sure to subscribe so you guys don't miss that episode. We'll be posting updates and reminders on our Instagram as well, so come hang out over there in the meantime. Our Instagram is at the woman amidst and we love to connect with you all. If you enjoyed listening to today's podcast, we'd love for you to leave a rating or even better a review just because it helps um, other women find our platform too. That's all I have for today. Thanks again, everyone for listening and have a great rest of your week.